0: Number one, California, here we come, right back where we started from. Hustle's crap for guns, your shadow is a ton. Driving down the 101, California. Here we come, right back where we started from, California. Welcome to the OCD bitch, the show where we take taking in-depth episode by episode look at the seminal, an underrated primetime soap opera of the early aughts. The OC. I'm your host for the evening, Mike, and I'm so excited to talk to you out there, OCD heads, OCD's nuts, what should the fans be called about the season finale of the first season of the OC?
1: and with me as always is Ryan. So, you're happy, you're excited, you're excited that the first season... The second greatest season of TV in TV history, second only to the second season of The O.C., is now over?
0: Well, yeah, I keep hearing how great the second season is. I've watched it less times. I'm excited to jump in. Excited Zach will finally be in town. Oh, yeah,
1: Zach is really what makes I it. I
0: love Zach. Kid Chino will finally get to meet and, and read about Kid Chino.
1: That's the fourth season. but Is it? I think so. No, you're right. It's the second season.
0: Yeah, well, we meet Kid Chino in the fourth season. We hear about Kid Chino in the second season. Right? Yes. But, yeah... Uh, Another they're gonna grow up. they're gonna go on new adventures. Alex shows up. We get the uh, the dirt pit.
1: Where do they work? <laughs> the dirt pit um yeah, Alex is good. Zach is less so um, but I guess that. Now that we're over, I'm finally about to give in to your idea of reviewing our episodes as, the podca- on, like, as our next podcast. Mm-hmm. Reviewing our episodes about episodes. An OCDD, if you will. The OCDD? Maybe we should do that and not make it about Orange County Daredevil.
0: What about the OCDD, where we talk like Dexter about the OCD?
1: Dexter the serial killer?
0: Yes! This is how you would talk before he would kill people. What are you doing in my kill laboratory?
1: What is that accent, Dexter? normal human being. Do you want a donut? So he thinks that he talks like everyone else. Yes. In his head, he hears everything.
0: Look at my boat.
1: Dexter's laboratory. That's not normal, Dex.
0: What? It's fine. (laughs) Eat my donuts.
1: Based on what I know about superhero TV, is Dexter's first name Poindexter? And this is just a nickname? Yeah. And his last name is Poindexter? And that's just a nickname for his last name? Yes. And then you get, rolls off the tongue, Dexter's Laboratory.
0: <clears throat> Dexter's Laboratory. Dexter. Dexter. Dexter? <laughs> it can't be a southern name, can it? No. Where do you think it comes from?
1: Um, the, the serial killer show. I think that they made up that the name. That was the first one? Yeah.
0: And then already we're into Dex. Mm-hmm. Is that a cool nickname?
1: Dex. No. Because you know what? It's too cool. It's too cool by half.
0: Too cool by
1: half. Yeah. And so it's some a corner phrase. People uh, think that you're clearly trying, like a uh, Chip. Okay, chip, settle down. That's the coolest nickname you could possibly have. I once I know that Dax is now just a name. We're fine with being a human and not a golden retriever. And they have a leader, someone who gathers them all together and moves them from place to place. They're a Dax Shepherd, if you will.
0: Uh, I knew a kid in high school whose name was Daniel, and people just started calling him Dax, and we all had dumb nicknames on in band, and so but nobody used them and then until to this day, and I think he's in his 30s, some people still call him Dax and look at me like I'm crazy when I go, do you mean Daniel? Because I can't can't call a 30-year-old man whose name isn't Dex.
1: Dex. Yeah. Also, I think that it's important to not be around for the initiation of the nickname. Yeah. Uh, you need to have the nickname and then have a bunch of new people come in uh-huh. and just only know you by that name.
0: Screech the new class.
1: Right. Exactly. Try to make everybody call him the new class. I'm going to start calling you Screech quote unquote the new class.
0: Screech quote
1: unquote the new class Mike Gravano. Also, that's what I do to new classes. I'm always Screech. screeching the new class. What does that mean? Like an owl talks. What does that mean? The owls screech. What does that mean? All, all, owls always screech. Is that a sentence I say? You say that to every new class? Yes. Owls always screech? Yes. And I don't mean class like uh, of students. I mean like every time we invent a new class of you know, how much you make. And yeah. What do you, what do you say to the disappearing middle class? I don't screech them anymore. <gasps> yeah. That's how they know. They're gone. I used to hear them screech every night. And it doesn't, it takes a while. It's like three weeks after I stop. They're like, you know, we haven't been screeched at in a long I've time. I've been sleeping better. Are we part of the disappearing middle class? Now I'm sleeping bad again. And then it's the same thing as Back to the Future. They look at a picture of themselves. They're slowly disappearing. Thing. They know that one screech from me could bring that picture back, but I got, I'm moving on to new classes, baby. It's the economy, stupid. Mm-hmm. That screech. Scree-
0: Can we hear it? Can we get a little test? Taste?
1: Okay, hold on. Let me prep. <sighs> Turn
0: your headphones up, listeners.
1: Here we go. No. No, you may not.
0: Because you might you don't want to fuck with the economy today.
1: How about invent a new class? I know that you're only part of old shitty classes, Mike. I don't know about you, listeners. <laughs> 1%, it, baby! No, you are not part of the 1%. The
0: bottom 1%, baby!
1: Yeah, you're part of that.
0: So I have to invent new numbers? Mm-hmm. Like
1: 2.73%? I also like thinking of it uh, like as far as 1% goes. Uh, I like to be part of the 100% because I got 100% of my body parts. And those 1%ers are all just walking around. They're like a, a, a tip of a toe. You know? Thing from Adam's family? Yeah, exactly. I mean that's like what what is that? The eight percent? Sure. How much is a hand? Buck seventy five? Seven percent? Nine percent? Is it eight or seven or nine?
0: Eight. I, I just did the
1: math. I guess it depends on how fat you are and then how fat your hand is.
0: That's a fat hand. You know? Little skinny boy with a big old fat hand.
1: And what if you were born with one of those like uh we're number one football gloves? Then your hand would be like part of the fifteen percent.
0: That was based on a real guy. Mm-hmm and he loved the giants he loved the giants
1: george the giant they called him he loved the giants probably because that described his hand
0: yeah he, he was kind of you're born into giant. it tonight on the oc ryan might move the chino to raise a baby that might not be his and the gruesome twosome are getting married all that and so much more on the season finale of the first season of the oc ryan when we begin it is but a day or two away from Caleb and Julie's wedding. And Kirsten asks her lovely husband, Sandy, as his lovely wife, what are the odds you two make up before the wedding? The week that he just laid it all out, what Cal's doing, and
1: ruined a $100 million deal? So the least that this could be is 24 hours later, right? Yes. It's potentially the next morning. The most it could be is... Five days? Five days, because Julie is throwing a wedding in two weeks. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and this was the weekend before the wedding. It's up against it. And we talk often. I don't know if you asked me a question or we're done, but I'm just going to go. We talk often about how Sandy is the perfect person. Uh-huh. And throughout the course of the show, we've realized that Kirsten is much better. Uh huh. And to me, this is a curious situation. Because I don't think that I could ever do what Kirsten is asking me to. If I was married to Kirsten, mm-hmm. I'd probably do whatever she said. But if I was married to Kirsten and she says, hey, I need you to make up with someone you know to be evil. That she, that, keep going. And you, he just <sighs> fucked you and in turn fucked us, our family. Mm-hmm. I know Kirsten's getting is used to getting fucked by Caleb. But, like, really, really just fucked us over. But for the wedding, because, you know, ceremony and
0: holidays. And that's what bothers me is that he also just recently fucked her because the Uncle Sean shit. And she was about to go down with this shit, but that Sandy bent over backwards and did some unethical stuff to make that not happen. She's just learned out in the open what a monster her dad is. I feel like this show makes her get over it too fast for a different kind of drama than it wanted. That it needs somebody to be on Caleb's side. So Kiki's gonna... She doesn't really give a shit. and that Unless this is further proof that her and Julie are actually best friends. She doesn't give a shit for Caleb,
1: but this wedding is important because Julie needs it. Or there's another thing. She actually is more noopsy than she thinks. And it's more about not making a scene. Decorum. Yeah, everything lo- Everything is supposed to look okay. What do
0: people expect?
1: And then also, we don't have this, but other people have this of like, eh, it's my parent. What are you going to do? What, yeah. You and I, we'll cut our parents off at the drop of a hat. Like one time my mom dropped a hat and I didn't talk to her for 17 We're years. done! Yeah. But Ju- or, uh, Kirsten, whew, sorry, Kirsten, I uh, really cannot get past the fact that her dad is essentially Newport's Dr. Doom. Right. And so thinks that what she's asking is a normal thing.
0: I'd buy into that because even Haley, who hates Julie, kind of also hates Caleb, is also a bridesmaid. So everybody
1: folds in because this is
0: bigger than all of us. It's a wedding, even if we don't believe in the wedding.
1: I think Haley, though, looks at those two and says that Julie is evil. And like we always talk about evil in a lot of the ways that I am or want to be. And so that makes me hate her more. But I think that she does see her dad not just as a dad, and that's hard to hate, but also as someone who, like, gets shit done. Look, babe, the, the world is rough, and you just got to do stuff. Got to do stuff. And has never had to her happen, you know, like what Sandy and Jimmy had happen to them. Right. They've never, like, been embezzled with or frauded or whatever you want to call it. Defrauded, I Defrauded. Believe.
0: Which is weird because fraud's bad. You think defraud is like helpful.
1: <laughs> You're unfrauding me. Thank you. Thank
0: you. I was about to be frauded and you defrauded.
1: But then Sandy, after a lot of not just Kirsten cajoling, oh, yeah. which is a word that we I've never heard in my life or I've ma- heard maybe twice and then hear twice in the first like 10 minutes of this episode, and then 18 more times, calm down on the cajoling guys. Uh, but then it was a little tongue action.
0: Oh, kisses
1: man-made. the fuck out of Sandy. And Sandy says, you know what? I'm going to go up to Cal and I'm going to truce. And it's hard for me to know, is Sandy a stupid asshole or should I maybe lose a couple grudges in my life? Both can be true.
0: I think he is a stupid asshole separately. Your mom, it was just a hat. You didn't even like that hat. It wasn't even your hat. It was a very nice hat. It was her hat. It was like the Jackie O style like pillbox hat.
1: Here's my thing. Uh, I'm going to move away from your hat bit because I'm not in the mood to it? fucking joke around with you right now. Um, Drop the grudge. What I try to do, fuck you, this grudge is forever. What I try to do is understand the difference between make uh, mistakes and fuck-ups and, oh, you're just permanently evil to the core Right. and you will darken my life if I'm around you.
0: Yeah, they should cut Cal. He will only darken everybody's life because he is uh, taking Jimmy's daughter hostage, Jimmy is capitulated. Is helping her pack now, and I don't even get why. I think because he's like he sees sweet freedom from it all. He can completely reinvent himself as some sort of Hercules on the East Coast if he gets rid of everybody. Do you think he already knows that he's about to pop
1: a squat and run? Do you think that Jimmy already knows that he is gonna get cut from the cast list? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think that like Tate Donovan was maybe Peter Gallagher, but Tate Donovan was the biggest name in the cast when the show first started. That's crazy. And he was he was married to Sandra Bullock. So oh, that's crazy. Um, and he was also Hercules. I don't know if you knew that. Hercules,
0: Hercules. Um,
1: and it's possible that the actor just thought he would have more to do on the show. Oh, I don't even. I meant the does Jimmy is
0: Jimmy planning to move because he stopped fighting? He now knows all the cards on the table. Why doesn't Marissa stay living with him? Yeah, I mean. Because the the blackmail was, I'll tell your dad something. I forget what, how is Caleb blackmailing her? She was just like, you're old, I guess I have to listen.
1: Well, Caleb said, I won't purchase the restaurant.
0: Okay, so that's out of the window. Why does she still have to do it? She didn't fucking sign an evil contract.
1: (laughs) You know, like, it burns on fire as soon as you sign it. Uh, I don't know, because Jimmy seems to, after this, still have the money. So I guess they did sell. Yeah. But now Caleb just can't sell it, so... Uh, So Marissa could just give the biggest middle finger. Yeah. So at this point, we are supposed to ignore this for TV's sake.
0: (sighs) I like drama, but that that could cause different drama or let us know that Jimmy's like on his way out and sees a new life with Haley. Like he's just like, well,
1: so he's just gonna leave second life. He's gonna go somewhere else. It's just gonna be Jimmy C World.
0: Yeah, the (laughs) spinoff that everybody wanted. Is he gonna him riding whales and singing fucking pop punk?
1: So the adults are making out. The kids walk in on Making them. up. Oh, no, you're right. Making out. Sorry. Making out. And ma- the best way to make up, Brian, is out. And I got to say that kids walking in on adults is always awkward, but mm-hmm. it's mostly the adults are making out in just like the most adult parenty way.
0: Mm-hmm. Shaking K- hands and signing contracts. Yeah.
1: <laughs> contracts that burn up. Kirsten and Sandy are... Making out like teenagers. Intimate. Like, we see tongue. Seth
0: might have a little brother or sister after that <laughs> makeout session. Uh-uh. That kitchen's seen some shit. So, and they're all talking about like Teresa's having the baby... Everybody knows. Marissa just assumes that Ryan is going to leave her to be with Teresa if the baby's his. Mm. And he's like, no, this isn't the 18th century. I'll help if it's my kid. I want this to work.
1: But Ryan in that situation has to do a very important thing that all of the characters have to do in the first two-thirds of this episode, which is Ryan says, no, of course not. I would never do that. Meanwhile, everyone is saying, this summer is going to be the greatest Obviously, everything is going to work out perfectly. Yeah. Guys, do you even understand the Mar- amount of high fives we're going to give each other about how Too awesome many. this summer is? Too many high fives. Marissa, I think it's Marissa, says, one of my favorite OC lines of all time. Is it, Was it Marissa? This summer is going to be all time? Can- this summer it was supposed to be all time.
0: All time. And then she said, normal. She, can't we just be Normal
1: all- time is that word saying good things I oh my god uh, it might have been summer actually who says but like what do you think is a better line that we can use more often in our real life going to like our other show shush that uh, this summer is going to be all- time which is great or this relationship is supposed to be the end game said by Veronica on Riverdale
0: <laughs> and said by Dr Strange all that time is. and
1: end game I love those two this end game is gonna be all time this end game is gonna be all time
0: this funeral gonna be end game. <laughs> So that's where everybody is at emotionally. Everybody's worried about Ryan, but he's going to be there forever. Everybody's going to be there forever. Let's get ready for this wedding nobody wants to be a part of. That all of the characters, there's no, Caleb and Julie have no friends. The bridal party is Haley, Marissa, and Kirsten. The groomal party. Whoa, oh, whoa,
1: whoa. One more. They called Charlie Moodley back. She was up there? Caitlin is in the bridal party. Really? And it says in the credits, because so, the camera's so far away that I just figured they got a similar looking girl. Um, but no, Shailene Woodley was in this episode.
0: That's crazy. I did not even notice her. And then the groomal party is uh, Sandy is the best man. Mm-hmm. And then Seth and Ryan, who Caleb does not like. Mm-hmm. It's bananas. He doesn't have some old stinky friend, Uncle Sean.
1: So either Caleb is a loser, and I think that we know that, yep. or it's uh, say by the Bell Rules, where all... Students are have the exact same schedule all day in uh-huh. high school. And so let's just get our cast members Fuck all it. up in the camera. We yeah. just want
0: those shots in Entertainment Weekly. When we come back, who do you want to dig into?
1: Let's do Let's do Cal and Joe.
0: Okay, that's the first on my list.
1: It's very hard because everybody's around each other the whole fucking episode. We're going to try, guys, but for this episode especially, it's, uh, expect a lot of tangents.
0: <laughs> let's talk about the happy couple. Caleb, sporting a shiner, very mad about just anybody who wants to talk to him. He's upset. And when Sandy tries to truce, this is my Sandy wisdom, because Cal's like, why would we truce? You don't like me. He goes, it's not what I want. It's what Kirsten wants. That's some goddamn Sandy wisdom right there. Mm -hmm. And I will fucking fight you if you say otherwise.
1: No, look, I get it. I get how I am a much stronger, much better person than Sandy. But I also get, I I just love prioritizing, you know, and not, and I have an integrity and not betraying your list of priorities. And Sandy looks at it and says, what Kirsten wants, and the amount that like this would make her unhappy if I didn't do this, outweighs my grudge and totally rightful reasons for thinking that you're a fucking evil Newport Dr. Doom idiot asshole.
0: And it means very little. It's show up in a suit. He's not helping him. He's not making business deals. He's not keeping him out of jail again.
1: It's sort of just like ensuring on your wedding day that I will not punch you or yeah. have someone else punch you again.
0: But the next goddamn day, if you're not on your fucking and oh, sure. I will punch you so many times.
1: Maybe I think I would do that. Like, if Kirsten was my wife, one day, God willing, uh, if Kirsten was to say 48-hour truce, I think I can agree to that anytime. And then you get just say, you have 48 hours to get out of town, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. Anytime you can tell someone to get out of town, that's awesome. I'm going to just start, when I know people are sure. going to leave,
0: right. I'm going to tell them that. Because then it's just uh, chill-inducing. Yes. So that's where they are at. And Caleb's just spills. I think he, like Teresa last episode, he just wants somebody to talk to even if it's Sandy. And he reveals what we all now know about our stupid president, uh, that he's very bad at business, and he makes all kinds of
1: bad deals. Should we have paid more attention to the similarities between these two guys back then? Most likely, yes. Uh, and yeah, I think that we're going to be talking about their similarities a lot in this episode. But um, yeah, what we have is a guy who... Is out of options. And I think the other thing too is that like the similarities with Teresa is that I like there's no more path for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like keeping it secret was not a great option, but it was an option. Right. Now I'm fucked. So it doesn't matter who I tell. Like the one option that I had of selling it all to Robert Carlington. Carlington is now gone.
0: And so what we should say is, and I think we talked about a little, is he wanted this hundred dollar deal, the one guy who could buy a part of Newport Coast who now won't because how Caleb stabbed Jimmy and Sandy in the back, we find out that the only uh, successful part of the Newport group is Kirsten, the real estate side, the, comm- or the, the non-commercial, what's that called? Private. Private residential. Residential side. Thanks for letting me get through that, bud. Uh-huh. The residential side is the only successful part. All the commercial real estate, which is Cal, is dog shit. He well, is hundreds of millions of dollars.
1: It's not just the commercial real estate portion. Like that's unsuccessful, but also uh the confetti factory uh-huh. not doing well. The burning up private karaoke room creator, uh that's not doing well.
0: In like 10 years it would go gangbusters. Right. Too early.
1: Their uh, industrial sized fog machine department, that is not going well. The all Holly. the all women Hollywood reboots, nobody wants it. That's not going well. the the department that uh Builds like cow stilts, so it looks mm-hmm. like the cows are a lot bigger than the rest of the cows in pictures for memes. That's not going well. And then the department that builds horse shorteners that makes horses look very, very tiny, not go it's just holes. You just put a horse in a hole, guys. The uh, the department that uh, makes candies that are half like normal candy, half mint, like that the department, that's not going well. The
0: deep apartment where people have really deep talks all the time. You're doing it, that's dude. Going You're great. doing it. That, that, that actually
1: that one is actually going good. The the colorize, it's a wonderful life department, oh, that's in the shitter. I had no problem with that. Yeah, you're a moron. I guess I'm
0: a moron. You're a moron. I'm just some sort of moron.
1: So he just unloads,
0: and we get to hear Sandy call him, you not-so-successful, sneaky son-of-a-bitch.
1: I couldn't say that many S's in a row. (laughs) How many takes? How many takes do you think that took? For Sandy fucking Cohen, codenamed Peter Gallagher, whose actual real name is Sandy Cohen— one fuck, actually zero takes. Zero takes. They didn't even tell them they were acting. They were just whispering at each other. Um, going back to Teresa, like one, I'm out of pass, so like why not spill? But also, I think that if I spill, I can guilt you into helping right. me. For Teresa, in the last episode, it was I don't know. Do you think you could just break up with Ryan real quick and let mm-hmm. him move away? And now it's like I'm gonna be sad and angry, but also Sandy might be able to get me out of this mess. Done it before,
0: yeah. and meanwhile. Cal is buying the biggest house anybody has ever seen. Th- uh,
1: this is the trumpiest part of the episode, is that that house, like, he buys... So gaudy. Juku calls it a palace, Uh huh, which is true. Um, bright orange.
0: Not a joke. That fucking house is bright orange.
1: Yeah, it's like adobe or stucco-colored. The OC is filled with mansions, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are called McMansions. Like, uh, Haley accuses Sandy and Kirsten of living in a McMansion. Mm-hmm. Although that's, that's just a fucking mansion. Uh, but then there are other houses... That like you can really see from a satellite picture. Uh-huh. Like there are complexes. A
0: mansion's mansion.
1: And that's what Caleb buys Julie.
0: Just four football fields with a pool and as a backyard overlooking the ocean.
1: And I think this is two things. One, uh that they like it's all about the facade. Like that's the Trumpian thing of you have to always appear rich. Mm-hmm. Appearing rich is more fun than actually having money. And two, I don't think you and I might can like grasp the amount of money that Caleb has or mm-hmm. has had. Because when we're broke, we cannot afford to buy... Cigarettes for Deodorant. Yeah, like we can't... Like, that's how little money we have. He is so broke that he can see that he only has nine digits in the bank account.
0: He can't buy that Filipino island.
1: So he is freaking out about money as much as we do, but in a very, very different way.
0: I don't get mean to you when I'm freaking out about money. I definitely try to guilt you into giving me money.
1: That's true, yeah. But I'm never mean about it. You like, that. do you want to donate to starving children? And I say, of course, and I give you money. And you're like, I'm the starving children. And then you it run is. away.
0: And just buy all the Big Macs I can fit in my little pink mouth. And there's cheaper food. But I love them so much. Yeah, there's not better food. Though. And I have a lot of stock in Big Mac. Oh, really? Not you McDonald's. Stock
1: in specifically Big Mac. There's Night. some dude at Seven Eleven. He's like, one stock in Big Mac? Yes, sir. I'm donating money to you so you can donate to someone else for Big Mac stock. It's a win-win-win. Oh, win, win. Uh, okay. Is that SoundCloud? Yes. If I'm DJ Lil Big Mac stock?
0: <laughs> yes, that is it. You own SoundCloud now. Uh, when he's showing Julie the palatial residential house, could have said any one of those words. Uh, he blindfolds her and she makes a little, we should keep this blindfold. I've never related to Julie harder. Blindfold sex is fun. And also been sadder because, of course, you're going to fuck Caleb Nickel Blindfold Yo, that shit up.
1: Get some blindfolds on. Yeah, that's. I've got two things. One, if uh, the person I'm with asks for a blindfold, I don't see that as sexy. I see that as hurtful. You can't. Uh, bear to look at my disgusting body, and if i 'm blindfolded, I just get nervous that like they 're bringing other people in for money to have sex with me, and I think that i 'm having sex with my wife, but it 's actually like you know the neighbor or the dog or and she 's just making bank off this
0: so she 's a pretty good business person, I guess you want to
1: slum it and pay i don 't have what you would call the palatial residential no. house estate apartment <laughs> complex
0: good quote I like it. So that's where they're, they're just in love. Do She's- you think,
1: shut up, do you think that you could tell if you were blindfolded, if your wife got off and put somebody, not got, but like got off you, and then put somebody else on top, do you think you'd be able to tell? Yes. If it was, all of a sudden it was like a neighbor or a dog or a jar of peanut butter? I would definitely know the first two. The third one, who knows? Could you name the peanut butter? That's the Peter The greatest Pan. skill of all time? That's
0: Peter Pan, for sure. Just the thing I like to yell in bed, Ryan.
1: I'm sorry I said shut up to you. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
0: Should we have an off-talk air?
1: (laughs) Let's have an off-talk air.
0: Let's have an off-talk air and jump back. We're not done with Julie and Caleb yet.
1: Oh, we're not done.
0: (laughs) Skippy chunks. I did not know that. I knew it was chunky, but not skippy chunks.
1: Mm -hmm. They have a specific kind of chunk.
0: Yeah. It's a smoother chunk. Uh Uh-huh. So, this is my Jimmy's Got a Jimmy, and I know we're still talking about Cal and Julie. Uh, He walks up at the wedding or at the rehearsal dinner, they're just all around all the time. For some reason, he has invited, is this Newport Looks? They invite Jimmy
1: to their fucking rehearsal dinner wedding? Well, Or is he Haley's plus one? I don't know. I, like, I think that's all solved by Caleb, who sucks it up. Uh-huh. He's had a rough couple of episodes, yeah. right? His future does not look bright. Some would say his future looks Trumpian. And he sucks it up to say something that I always remember from this episode, because I actually do think it's cool and important. Uh, At the rehearsal dinner, Uh he says, um, you know, uh, I feel honored to be the patriarch, like the head of the family. And tonight, finally, or tomorrow, finally, uh, the Coens, the Coopers, and the Nichols all come together, you know? And that's something that- weird that that he forgot his own last name for a second. That's that's something that we just sort of think because they're all on the same TV show that we watch. Right. But now, like, really, like, they are all so fucking intermingled uh, that- it made me realize that Jimmy is now unavoidable. You know, Cal and Jimmy are just in each other's life from now on because of Julie Marissa, and Marissa and, yeah. and Caitlin and everything.
0: Oh, yeah, Caitlin too, I guess.
1: Summer feel, must feel left out. She's not related to anybody on the show. Where are those Roberts at? Can we get one of this family to
0: marry a Roberts? Mary Haley, please. Sorry, Jimmy. But my Jimmy got a Jimmy is he walks up at the rehearsal dinner, and I don't know if it's on purpose or if he's such a goober that he just goes, how are you doing, Caleb? <laughs> <laughs> it just seems so fucking little rascal, happy-go-lucky. Not a care in the world.
1: Well, it's been a while since Jimmy felt up on anyone. Uh-huh. But he got to punch a guy. And then there's not much that can happen to him now. hmm And then also, he, as much as Jimmy's been through and as much, like, I don't know, quote-unquote evil or just drama that he's caused, I'm not as bad as you, bud. Yeah. I can still look at myself in the mirror and see, like, a kind of good person with no shyness.
0: I did it because I'm an
1: idiot. You did it because you meant to do it. hmm uh, and then a different
0: Jimmy moment. And Julie says the most Julie thing that she can say throughout the whole season. She talks to Jimmy, and she goes, "Why can't you just be happy for me? I am <laughs> just happy for you. <laughs> yeah, that's you."
1: When was that? What scene was that?
0: I, it was towards the end. Uh, rehe- the wedding is pretty undramatic for the adults, so that's it must true. all be rehearsal dinner.
1: It's almost like an entire. Montage. There's stuff towards the end of the wedding where mm-hmm. we have to set up season two. Right. But the wedding wedding is just like Look
0: at this Wayfair Chapel, yeah. which is a real thing. Up the coast past Trump's golf course.
1: <laughs> Can you see Trump's golf course from the Wayfair Chapel? Part of it for sure. But it's a uh, it's somebody singing and it's a montage and it looks very nice and like they kept the the pool pushing the pool fighting Uh all that oc drama outside of the wedding right um but respect weddings the other jimmy moment i want to get to real quick is a jimmy julie haley moment that marissa interrupts towards the end which could have gone on for 30 minutes if it wasn't for marissa
0: when they're moving marissa into the fucking
1: palace they're they're moving marissa's boxes into the palace and the three of them are there and uh julie runs in and says jimmy what are you doing here caleb's gonna be home soon and what Jimmy should have said is, all right, I'll punch him again. <laughs> like, we're all adults. Yeah. I don't need to sneak around. And if he steps up he to me... He knows this is my daughter. <laughs> I'll knock him the fuck out. Um, but so much of the OC banter, like the quick Gilmore Girls-esque dialogue, is safe for the kids. Mm-hmm. Mostly Ryan and Seth, but then sometimes Summer and Marissa get involved. And this scene is so quick and clever. And everyone is so... Character turned up to 11. And they are back and forth so fast. Uh, Julie, Jimmy, and Haley. Every single one is full swing, verbally. Jimmy, keep your fist to yourself. <laughs> They're all swinging at each other, and I thought this scene was great. And Marissa came in and stopped it, uh, not just because the three of them were together, but because she was like, holy shit, if you guys keep doing this, this is going to be a Comedy Central roast soon. I'm too jealous. I'm going to laugh my butt off. That would that'd be a fun turn.
0: They're all being very mean, and she's just in a box. And she's in a box carrying a box, just laughing. More kids should laugh openly at their divorced parents.
1: The three of them also do a really good job of dropping their sensitivities uh-huh. because they're not getting sad about what's being said to them. They're just prepping for their next yeah, punch. Yeah, you're and not really listening. Like There's so many of the comments that are said in that conversation that would have wiped me out from the conversation. <laughs> I'd be done. But they are ready to go. Well, Jimmy's been
0: practicing all day. He yeah. wrote them. He had Seth edit them and punch them up a little. Uh, another fun Jimmy and Marissa moment where it gets borderline meta is she said when she's first packing at the shitty apartment she says it feels like we're constantly being punished for something
1: and mom just keeps on ticking she knows how drama works now villains win but like that that line to me seems normal it seems like you could tell that maybe marissa is not a big fan of her mom Uh uh-huh but like I i feel like that's a natural comment yeah jimmy the now single dad who has to protect his daughter says yeah but at least we don't have to wake up every morning being julie cooper yeah now at having divorced parents my divorced parents said a lot of shit about each other but that feels like a bridge too far has julie cooper now entered two-dimensional villain enough for him to say that to for him her daughter it does seem even she should be like whoa yeah. buddy
0: like it, that was a bad parenting move and then he's like let's go eat balboa bars and she's like motherfucker i'm packing up my whole life there's a wedding tomorrow i got shit to do he's like oh shucks I want
1: a big lollipop. Plus, he would have just embezzled that Balboa bar from her, so he has two Balboa bars. He's such a greedy fuck. Yeah, um, I I get how you're testing the waters, and how Jimmy is sort of confused about. uh, I'm sort of dad, but I'm a cool dad, Mm. and we're friends. And I'm like bad dad, which just means bad dad. And so he's sort of like testing how far his comments can go. Too far. Marissa should have said like, "Hey, man, Julie Cooper fucking sucks," but come on, like be still be my dad. It does make sense with that. Uh, her
0: yelling at them, her getting the, I don't have time for Balboa bars, I have adult responsibilities. Why she, when the next time she sees Ryan, she clings to him and goes, We're gonna be normal this summer. God damn right. it. We gotta be normal.
1: Because yet, yeah, Julie Cooper is obviously not normal. Like mm-hmm. that's probably, Marissa probably knows that that's a relationship that is broken forever. Right. And not in the grudgy way, in the, oh, I've seen that they're evil and I don't want anything to do with them. Yeah. The dad relationship is also not normal in a much different, I guess, healthier way. But yeah, I like if I was Ryan, I would be prepared for, uh, so I'm boyfriend and all parents now? Yeah. Here we go. Or no
0: parents. Just I help you not have to parent somebody while you're here, which is why I think she goes so off the rails when she's with her friends. Mm. She's not trying to take care of anybody. She certainly doesn't try to take care of Caitlyn, because nobody does. <laughs> that little girl lost.
1: Uh For those who don't know, Caitlin eventually dies in an alley in Tijuana because there's no one there to lift her up and carry her to the hospital.
0: Wait, I've seen how this works. I want to be like my sister.
1: But it's not from drugs or drinking. It's loneliness. She just dies of loneliness. Like
0: those little babies in Europe in the 1800s. Those
1: babies. I love them all. Uh, Ryan.
0: Yeah. I'm going to let you know something right now. Uh Uh-huh. We are
1: running out of time. I know, the first season is almost over. The first
0: season is almost over. Just like sand gripped too hard, slipping through our fingers. And we've only talked about half the characters. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about Marissa? You know we did.
1: Did we talk about Zach? Did we talk about Alex?
0: No. Neither Zach nor Alex. Did we talk about Thea?
1: Queen? Yeah. <laughs> no, we did not no, talk about Thea talk Queen. No, we didn't talk about Thea Queen. We talked about Caleb.
0: Mm-hmm. We talked about Julie. But we did not talk about... All the people I did not just name off.
1: Did we uh, get into all the questions you should have asked me when I said I am a child of divorce? Like, are you okay? How is it going? Are you handling it well? None of those questions were asked. I know all the answers. It's no, no,
0: definitely fucking not.
1: Would you th- would you say that like I'm a sad, dead baby from the 1800s? I <laughs> think
0: you're a sad, dead baby from the 1800s.
1: Is that a SoundCloud? <laughs> Wait, like, is that the rap? Title The song title or the rapper's name? The rapper's name Little Sad Dad Baby from the
0: 1800s. New mix. <laughs> we, uh, what I'm trying to tell you, yeah, say it is not only is are we running out of time for the show in general,
1: but this episode right now,
0: we're we have to cover Sandy and Kiki and Seth and Summer and Teresa next episode.
1: Wait, are you saying that we're gonna stretch out season one for one more episode of one our show? More episode! That does not make me sad, Mike. Do you want me to go speed, speed round? Speed Your popfilter.com is the website that you can go to to get all of the stuff we make, every podcast, every article for free. Yourpopfilter.com. Your slash Amazon should be your new Amazon bookmark. Please buy everything from there. It helps us out a little bit. Patreon.com slash your pop filter is the thing that you can subscribe to. Pick a tier. Low is fine. Low is great. We love low. We don't want the high because the high makes us do bad, bad stuff, but the low is good. It supports us. It lets us know that you're a fan and also you get a bunch of free stuff. YouTube.com. Search for Your Pop Filter. You get a ton of videos. You get visuals with our audios, and it's way better than just the audios. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at Your Pop Filter, and you will get tweets from us every goddamn day. Half of them are awesome. Email us. Contact YourPopFilter.com if you have any issues with the way that we treat... Balboa Bars, email us, and we will defend our opinions on Balboa Bars. Or you can give us a call at one five six two doctor dj pop Leave a message with him. He will get it back to us, and you will hear your voice on the show. Mike, one of his eyeballs is a... Balboa Bar. And his other eyeball is a... Rotten Balboa Bar. And here's what's weird. His third eyeball is a... Surfboard. See, it's made by humans. Why make three eyeballs? That just freaks everybody out. It's fun. It makes them scary. Surfboard.
0: Thank you so much for that speed round. Thank you so much, listeners. Next week, we'll come back with all the tales of Thea, Alex, and Zach Latro.
1: California.